morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to the Stories with Sash podcast, a podcast in which we try and solve motoring-related problems and other bits and pieces as well. It's a very exciting podcast because this is going to be the final podcast of 2020. And I'm joined, of course, by my classic two pals, Mike and Rob. How are we? Are you feeling very vintage after this year? What's happening? We This is just before we actually tune into you guys, actually, I'm just going to put a little bit of a warning. Um, we haven't really talked discussed about what we're going to talk about today but i suppose it's a little bit of a summary of what's happening and it's just going to be a general chat about what's currently happening where we intend of going and hopefully we might actually be able to do some stuff maybe dare i say it maybe together in the new year but don't quote me on that so anyway chaps how are we we good good sash thank you yeah good here mate Good. Well, I mean, obviously the viewers or listeners, should I say, can't actually see us, although I might put a picture up of somewhere on social media. But I was going to say, Rob, you're looking good, mate. You're looking like a new man. Uh, no, I've just had a haircut, beard trim. Uh, so, yeah, I needed to look fresh because um, I've had to ship out for a project. Um, so I'm not in the UAE anymore. I'm now in Bahrain, which is... Um, it's like the UAE, but it's, yeah, it's just a different. It's just different. It's just a different. It's another island in the Gulf, um, different country. So I'm I'm now in isolation here for well until they, my COVID test comes back, which I'm hoping should be back um, tomorrow or Saturday. But that might be a bit more delayed because it's been like National Day here, so it's all a bit kind of weird. Ah, uh, I see, yeah. I see, and and I can see um, work has given you a nice plush five star hotel, haven't they? uh well um, it's yeah, better than the um, it's better than the whorehouses i normally get given to stay in so i can't complain too much does it have <laughs> windows is the question i have it has windows and uh, the view is um there is about six feet from the next building into someone's flat yeah so that's uh nice that's, very if, nice but if i if my new neighbors open their windows i can probably hear their kids scream so uh, you know that, that's 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 something that's that's nice yeah um, interesting interesting it's, 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 it, well actually I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to give too much away i've been watching the uh the new episode of the grand tour but uh, yes we'll we'll go on to that because i don't want to give any spoilers away but let's just uh there was there was a joke in it that particularly made me laugh and made me think of my current circumstances and i was just uh yeah had me on the floor to be honest <laughs> well um yeah because for those of you listening we're recording this on the day that the grand tour special comes out it actually came out a day earlier than they said it would and i'm guessing for corona purposes they just thought well why don't we just release it a day early um so yeah i very much it's the first thing i'm going to do after filming this podcast actually is go watch the grand tour which i'm very much looking forward to but mike what about you, mate? I have to say, you're you're kind of the opposite of Rob. You're you're growing your hair, the tash. Like 2020's really changed you. I mean, I don't think it's changed me. I've just gotten progressively lazier, so my hair's grown out. <laughs> living in Bristol really made you like more of a hipster, mate. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Honestly, do you know what I have for breakfast this morning? Muesli. No, avocado. Avocado, mate. Avocados on toast every day, oh, mate. Every oh, single day. You're such a white girl. This hurt actually hurts. Do you also have like almond milk in your coffee? I've actually, I've actually really come around to almond and oat milk. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Honestly, Rob, you've called it. He's already turned to a proper Bristonian. 
proper. Although, not for much longer, though, is it? Well, again, this is quite an interesting thing for the podcast, actually, because, um, yeah, obviously you're in the process of, you know, looking for a house and moving and stuff like that, which is actually related to what we want to talk about as well. But but how's that all going? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had the offer on this house. We're going to be offering another house this weekend because basically we've got one that we've already seen that we really like and another one that we're going to go and see this weekend, which we also may really like. And um, both of them tick all the boxes, including the double garage box, which I didn't think. I had that on like my dream list. I was like, yeah, it's got to have a garage. That's what I want. It needs to have a garage of some description. And then, you know, occasionally you see some sort of come into your price bracket with a double garage. I was like, actually, you know what? (laughs) I could really do with a double garage. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now now we've got two on the list and we're going to be off on this. This is very exciting news. This actually gets me... The double garage thing is that going to be garage space for parking the parking and working on the car and then space for tools or is it space for two cars in your mind i mean realistically it's going to be two cars and tools that's 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 what's going to end up happening it's going to be all crammed in there but yeah in an ideal world it'd be you know one car and then one side full of tools you can work on stuff on Mm, I think it's gonna sound this is gonna sound daft though, Mike. But what two cars are you gonna put in there? Well, it's gonna be the three thirty in there, and I'm looking to get an E thirty six, aren't I? Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, this is actually the project uh, car again. We're trying yeah. to come on to that as well. Yeah. Okay, now that's interesting. That's that's interesting. So, so is the first one um, the one that you sent me the other day with the solar panel stuff? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that's got a single garage door, but could yeah. be yeah. That one would be one car in and then one one side being tools because it's only got a single door in, at least to begin with anyway. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually think I actually think that's actually although it's only got a single door, it's still got quite a good basis. Yeah. Um but whereas the other one that you're looking at has that got that's got the two single doors, hasn't it? Yeah, that's a weird one. It's not actually a double garage. It's two single garages, but they're just it's not like part of a chain of garages, it's just two single garages. So the house is like currently rented. Right. And the people as part of the house have one garage and then the owners of the whole property, the landlords, use the other garage for storage. Uh, So is the garages separated by a wall in between the two? Well, I don't know. We're going to go see this weekend, but I think so. I'm not quite sure if it's going to be a brick wall or just a partition. Either way, it's coming down. Mike just day one of moving into his new house just smashes that wall in between the two garages before even setting foot into his new house. Angle grinder, <laughs> straight in. There. I'll be there, <laughs> mate. The roof falls down on top of you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, nah, mate, health and safety. He's gonna wear a hard hat. It'd be fine. Oh yeah, put, yeah, I'll put my like, on. Yeah. Like, visibility brand jacket. New garage. I'm gonna make it a double. Oh, now I have no garage because the roof's coming on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, second garage ownership and he has no garage <laughs> yeah well something like that but I'll, I'll keep you posted this weekend but it's looking like a double garage is on the list so you got any links yeah. can you share some links what's that you got any like links to the estate agents websites or anything yeah i'll send them to you later oh, I, I sent Sasha a picture the other day but i'll send you the i'll send you the full links in a bit Check out um, the new yeah, that'll, that'll be yeah. very interesting. And actually, on the subject of houses and moving, I'm actually collecting the new keys. Well, I would have already collected the keys by the time this comes out for my new place. 
um, which, as I mentioned before in a previous podcast, has got a garage, which I'm very excited about. I, again, don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it yet, but it could be a topic of conversation. But, um, yes, very, very excited. But it is kind of... It's more of an incentive, actually, because um, it was actually literally today that we've been released that, obviously, COVID, in the UK at least, has this current tier system. And it's like me and Mike have swapped, really. So, Mike, you've come out of tier three and down to tier two, and I've gone from tier two to tier three. I mean, so for anyone who doesn't know what that means, i.e. people listening outside the UK, the difference between tier two and tier three is so minimal to not make a difference. Essentially, in Tier 2, pubs are open, but you can only go there with people in your house, which is fine, but I have no plans to go to the pub, so there is literally no change to what I can and can't do. I, I'm i a bit disappointed, to be honest with you, because, I mean, you are right, although you can meet in Tier 2 with other people outside your household at a pub, as long as you're sitting outside but not indoors. But anyway, it's complicated, right? In December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the thing. And then there's whole, you know, loads of pubs are putting up gazebos at the moment and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people who are moaning, saying that's technically still an indoor space, not an outdoor space. And apparently it's quantified by the number of walls. Anyway, we won't go into it in this occasion. But I'm a bit annoyed because I've actually moved closer to a pub that I really, really like. And um, now I can only have takeout. So, um, so you can get takeaway from a pub, so you can walk up and get a pint and walk walk down the street with it. That's how it's been running like for about six months now. Yeah, I think they've really relaxed the drinking on the street sort of rules. Um, I think they fucking have to. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. not particularly stringent in the first place. We've all we've all been students at one point. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, yeah. we have we have. But I mean, the fact the fact that pubs are essentially closed for me means that I can spend more time in the garage. Which um, which is a good thing, and maybe I should just create a bar in there. I don't know. Topic for conversation, perhaps. But um, uh, no, right. no, I think the more the more focused topic for conversation with your garage mate is: Have you decided what car you're getting yet? <sighs> Mike, it's a really difficult one, actually. Um, I know we've we've discussed it at great lengths. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm not. To be honest, I'm not going to get something. You know. I don't intend of getting something, well, certainly not this year, as we've only got a couple of weeks left. I, I kind of want to move in, get settled, know exactly what sort of space I'm working with, because I've seen the property only once, and I know it's a reasonable size garage. But there's so much credential, you know, potential, sorry, there, that um, I just need to think about what might be the best um, the best option. I did, you get, and you guys will probably hate me for saying it, but I did find, um, advertised the other day, a... Fiat Cinquecento, and I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, but this one was particularly interesting because it's a sporting one for starters, which is a bit faster, and they are they are a bit rarer. And secondly, it was one of the very very first sportings um, they ever made based on the Reg, um, which is quite very rare in itself as well because. Um, again, for the one listener who's probably still listening at this point, um, you can tell because they had two marks of the Fiat Cinquecento, Mark 1 and a Mark 2. Mark 1 has an indent in the rear boot lid. Mark 2s don't. That's how you can tell. And this one had a rear indent. So the only Hang trouble on is... I just want to stop you there, Sash. Yeah. 
You keep telling me that I'm really boring because I've only ever owned Volkswagens. You've only ever owned Fiat Cinquecentos. Well, no, you owned a fuckload of them. Well, I have. Yeah. He's got name's going to buy another one. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm probably not going to buy this one. The trouble is, this one, and the reason why two twofold. One, it's ran out of MOT and it failed on the things that my current Fiat Cinquecento um, failed on last year, which I went to the trouble of restoring. You know, welding underneath, getting a new subframe, doing all the brakes. I think it would be worth doing, but the trouble is it's currently situated in London, as we know, is in tier three, which is not necessarily ideal. And it's just trying to get the car from there to here without an MOT. It's just a bit of a pain. So I'm probably not going to go for that. But um, yeah, so and the thing is, the beauty of that, but the thing is, I've done Fit Chicochentes to death, as you just highlighted, Rob. So maybe it might be time for a change. I've got a suggestion for you just quickly, mate. Go on. The Hyundai i20. I don't, I don't fancy buying that heap of shit on your driveway that currently doesn't work because of suspected hey, clubs. Hey, it, work, it works. It's it just works. quite noisy, the, the situation. It's not happy. In, in it's, it's a project car, it's a project car. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm not really buying that, to be honest. And plus, it's, it's, the, problem is, the problem is, Mike, it's not a future classic. No, I'll give you that. It is 100% not a future classic. And I, I only, as we know, all the cars I've owned slash own are going to be our future classics or will be future classics. Saab 9.3, future classic. Definitely a future classic, mate. 100%. Also, has Rob frozen for you? Yes, yes. I just see him like, you know. I just thought that was him. I just thought that was how he lived his life. I don't know. But anyway, while he's coming back on whenever he is. Um, oh, no, he's back. Rob, you're back. I was just sending you a message. I was just saying the internet here is shit. So I, that's why I've just dropped out several times. Uh, <laughs> for those of you wondering what we were laughing at, he's just sent a nice message saying it's dodgy as fuck, uh, which uh, I think is quite funny. Um, but yeah, so don't know, and I don't want to dwell on it too much because probably the pod, people of uh, the podcasting world that are listening. But although I do want to say, actually, since starting these podcasts, this will be the 20th episode that we've done, believe it or not. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's a, it's a moment to celebrate. And I think the popularity of it, I've seen a slow increase in the amount of people who are listening. Would you call it exponential? But we're just at the we're just at the very low point of exponential at the minute. <laughs> um, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I'm going to think of it that way now because that makes yes. me feel a lot better about it. No, we're currently on about fifty views, listens. Ooh. You know, and it's I just wonder. Podcast. Well, like especially the recent ones, yeah. yeah. Total Rob. That's pretty good because I mean we we only have like two friends each, and we're looking at both of them, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like we're getting loads of people, all our mates to listen, and we go, oh, 50 viewers. <laughs> none, of, none of my friends are interested. Um, yeah, so, so actually, the, the guy who created the jingle for my YouTube videos and this podcast messaged me the other day going, I, I love the podcast, and I've forgotten that he made this jingle. He's like, I particularly love the first five seconds of every one. And I was like, oh, you bastard. I was like, just because you made the theme too. You know, I was like, have you ever listened past it? And he was like... No, and I was like, I put it. I was like, I put it at the end as well. And he was like, oh, I've never made it to the end. 
Also, one of my other friends, he regularly um, flies from for work from uh, the southeast to Barrow in Furness, and it's about an hour long flight. And he's very kindly asked me if I could make the podcast about an hour long because that's how long his flight is. And I told him to sod off. Um, and then proceed all of them an hour long. Yeah. Well, sometimes I do an hour and a half. I don't know. I think an hour is a good point. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, but I mean, I'm glad that people still are like, That is still like 45 it. minutes of stuff where people aren't listening, to be fair. The, best um, the point is we're, we're trying to educate people. I think I think that's the point. And we've, we've discussed a lot. And I have to say, from looking at the data, it seems that people are very much interested in sort of the the travelly ones. Mm. Um, I've got a point about that, Steve. Yeah. As I was saying, I've been, I've been watching the Grand Tour, and I won't, I won't give too much details away. I think everyone is fairly aware of the, the fact that it's like one of the international adventure-type expeditions. But what it's made me really want to do is do some big off-road overland adventure. Well, this was something I wanted to sort of propose as well. I mean, we have briefly chatted about it, but this was something that, you know, provided next year isn't um, as shit as this year, let's say. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's fair. If there could be something in the works for, you know, all of us to go out to somewhere like the, go out to the UAE to begin with, possibly, to start over that way, and then uh, go from yeah. that. Absolutely, chaps. I mean, to be honest, I've carried so much leave over to next year. I'm going to need to use it somehow. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm rather hoping things are looking up, but I don't, as we know from this year, things are so unpredictable, you know, because I know we spoke about a few months ago when, Rob, you were thinking about coming to the UK in like October or whatever, and then we thought, oh, maybe we can go to Scotland. And then Scotland went completely sort of tits up, as did everywhere else in the UK. So... Yeah, let's let's play it by ear. But I think definitely at some point, probably in the later part of next year, it could be an option, could easily be an option. And, you know, maybe we should try and make a very sort of semi-crude um, document. Totally yes. Yeah. yeah, very crude. Uh, oh, document or not documentary. You document it a little bit. Um, mm, more of a mockumentary at that point. Mockumentary. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, chaps. I mean, I, I suppose over to you now because I've I've waffled on about useless crap as always. What are your? Again, it's going to sound so cliche, but is there any particular objective slash plans for next year? Obviously, COVID. You know, substance. Um, depending on COVID and if that throws up anything in terms of necessary travel or cars or both incorporated together. Uh, what, what's what's the intentions here? Have you thought about it or? Yeah, I have. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to everyone and to the public right now, so you can hold me to it. I'm gonna pull the trigger next year. I don't know which car yet, but it's gonna be one of them. It's either gonna right. be the M3, or I'm also now looking at the S4 as well. So just just to clarify, this is an E46 M3 we're referring to. Yeah. Okay. Or an Audi S4 of similar age period. Yeah, estate. Yeah, estate. Hmm, that's interesting. Although you did say to me where you're planning on moving to isn't re very rear wheel drive friendly. Well, mm, yeah, this is this is where the Audi came into it. Because obviously the M3 is my that, that's that's the dream. But there's no point in getting a E46 M3 pure rear wheel drive in North Devon on mud roads. It just it's not really the one. It isn't really. Mm. I mean, or 
you sell the 330, get an E46, M3, and an S4. Ooh, no. Although, thinking that Audi 80 Coupe the other day, that's um, piqued my interest. Oh, Mike, they're terrible. I really don't, I, I'm really <laughs> not interested in them. No, they're not terrible. Interesting engine, five cylinders. I, I'm yeah. with you on that. But it is basically a VW Corrado. Yeah. But it looks, it looks you know, I tell, tell you right, I looked up what it is. It's not a Corrado. I think back in the day, they were built on the same frame as the Passat. But yeah, I take your point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it has got an interesting engine. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I, I suppose Rob, 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 Rob would probably appreciate the Audi 80 Coupe. The 80 Coupe? Sorry, yeah. you cut out a bit really there. I was saying the Audi 80 Coupe, five-cylinder, what's your thoughts? The one that Mike sent the other day. It's all right. It's not, it's not, it's not a VW. He's not interested. I mean, well, it is a VW. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say it is. I just, um, yeah, it does look quite a lot like a Corrado. Um, and I, I'm not... I'm not sure a Passat chassis is exactly what you want for a coupe. No, well, it might not have been the Passat. Well, I think it was the Passat. Did you want to? Do you want to know something else as well? Because I've kind of been thinking along the coupe lines as well. And there's two, two unsurprisingly that you would know that piqued my interest. One, and I know you're going to say what you say. Alpha GTV coupe, obviously the classic yeah. GTV. I know Rob's shaking his head, but I quite like them. Or of the same era. Um, Fiat Coupe 20 valve turbo interesting engine trouble is with both of them again this is all down to dynamics really the Fiat Coupe do you want to know what chassis that was based on it it was based on a chassis and this is how old it is off a Fiat Tipo oh god And I've been I've been looking at quite a lot of reviews, and you don't necessarily buy this car for necessarily its dynamic ability, although it is very very fast. It's um basically they say the handling isn't that great because they've got too much power for that chassis uh, to cope, especially in twenty valve turbo form. Because as standard, there were two hundred twenty brake horsepower, which is you know pretty like you know nothing to be ashamed. That's pretty fast, even by the sort of today's standards. Not sixty six and a half seconds. But yeah, they weren't really great for their um, all their reliability. Particularly the turbo ones were very unreliable. But again, you get that with uh, with any uh, Italian classic like that, or a GTV, which I also quite liked. And the beauty of them is they did them in two engines, either the Twin Spark or the Busso V6. Both have their pros. uh, Returning to your MX-5 life. I was thinking about that, and then I decided I wasn't a hairdresser anymore. Um, no, the, the yeah, now thing. <laughs> I'm getting it cut next week. Um, <laughs> it, it's just a bit overdue, although. But yeah, I I do quite like the idea of a convertible. Still, it's it's kind of torn between a convertible or a coupe. Not sure. Why don't you get a Saab nine three convertible? No, Mike. No, because that's. I'm going to even concede they're terrible. I really don't like the way they look. The convertibles. I also hate them, but you know. Also, here's something controversial. I don't think four seater convertibles work at all in general. Full stop. Totally agree. The other thing you've got to consider is that that 9.3 convertible is essentially a convertible Vectra, which just sounds like sacrilege. I was going to say, funny, (laughs) yeah, I know, I'm used to this joke. Do you know, have any of you tuned into the like this car throttle video that they? They are uh, Rob. It's definitely worth tuning into. For anyone who hasn't, essentially, they they do a five hundred pound 
a cheap car challenge like in the old Top Gear days. Um, what was the criteria? Was it a particular criteria, Mike? Yeah, it was just 500 quid. Just 500 quid, saving, anything. Saving and basically, they did a series of challenges in which they tried to drift them and blah, blah, blah. So one of them bought a Ford Puma, which I actually, I quite rate the Ford Puma. I don't think that's a bad little car. It's terrible. Um, well, everyone's entitled <laughs> to their opinion. Somebody bought, uh, the other one bought a Fiat Multipla, which is a terrible car, but they are becoming quite rare um, for, for, for good that's reason. And one of them, and I'd just like to point out, this was the vehicle, spoiler alert, that one was my car. Saab 93 1.9, single turbo, not twin, and pre-facelift, not like mine. Um, automatic, though, not the best. But it's a nice car. It just goes to show what a good car it is. But they were taking the mick, the fact that it is just a Vectra. The funny thing is that one was was called a Vector as well spec which i found quite funny yeah just alluding to their vector but there's nothing the voxel vector do you know people have misunderstood me a voxel vector is a nice car people have misunderstood you yeah yeah, it's a nice car like (laughs) you know only you know people especially in saab spec people yeah you know you've had a vector you know it's a good car isn't it I, I I have always maintained that the Vauxhall Vectra is a great car. I, you, I, think, <laughs> I think I've been misunderstood. Uh, when I, you know, the Vauxhall Vectra is 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 a fine car. It's better in Saab form, but it is a fine car. He's coming around uh, to it. Next, you'll be seeing him driving around in a bloody VXR Vectra. <laughs> hey, you know they're pretty fast. You know they were faster than the M5 at the time because they weren't yeah. limited. Proper rapid. Do look a bit dodgy though. Prefer to have the M5. I would. Probably prefer to have an M5 over a VXR Vectra. Yes, yes. Yeah, anyway, we've, we've got we've sure. we've got we've got mildly off topic here, but um. So basically, Mike, one you're going to buy at some point next year either an M3 or an S4. That's that's the plan. Well, you said we can hold you to it, and it is recording. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Part of the, so, penalty, the penalty, if you don't do it, is you have to buy one of Sash's Cinquecentos off him. Well, I've only got one now. But if oh, I have multiple, I to buy an M3 in it. Sash has to, Sash has to, Sash has to find you a uh, Cinquecento, and oh, you have to buy it. And you have and to buy it with your own year. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. That sounds like a good forfeit. I'm glad I brought that up on the fly. That's very good, actually. So, Mike, you're going to have to give me a budget of four hundred quid. No, not thirty pounds. Four hundred pounds. Oh. I'll get. I'll, I'll get. I'll get you a nice one at that price. No, um, you can find, mate. It's got an MOT, but other than that, I want it to be the worst thing you can find. Okay, okay. That's I, the I, best I, challenge. Okay, the worst thing. Okay, so it doesn't have to be a Fiat Cinquecento. Well, that's probably it's down got, there. It's got to be a Cinquecento. It's got to be a Cinquecento. It's got to be. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the worst one you can find. The worst. Literally, one. the most advisories on MO, any MOT you can manage without it failing. Oh God, yeah. Well, I have, I have a thing. Actually, my Cinquecento is going in for an MOT this week. Actually, yeah, that one, then, won't it? Yeah, it probably <laughs> will be. I won't bother. I won't bother getting it. Well, actually, no. I'll get it. I'll, I'll just get enough for it to scrape for an MOT and then give it to Mike. <laughs> just put the door um, on. It has like the big bend where the people broke into it. Yeah. <laughs> he okay. has to drive around with like the door like a massive gash in it, and he's driving around Devon with like most of the rain coming in. <laughs> to be fair, Mike, if you do want it. Um, I don't want it. No, this is the fourth. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, if you, if you, oh, how do I, how do I, how do I frame it? Um, Have it. Do you want it? No, <laughs> no not do you want it. 
Um, if you got gifted a fish with Chano, would you turn it down? Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> chaps, oh. the problem I'm having is I love that car to bits, but I will never want to get rid of it. But the problem is with having such an attachment to a car is that it takes up one of your car spaces. Which, for most people, is just one. Uh, Mike, Mike's just going to be vacate for a second. While he does, he's going to do some business. All right, mate, how's it going? Yeah, 500 quid. Take it away. Cash. Right now. Right. So that's Mike out of the equation. Um, so what, what can we say about him? That, um, what we can say about while he's not there? So uh, uh, He's never going to sell his I-20. It's going to come with him to the grave, I reckon. <laughs> he won't knock enough up money one of his car him. slots that he wants to free up. <laughs> he's desperate mate, he's, to free up one of his slots. <laughs> to be fair... I'm complete with him because I've done the same thing for a friend before and it just takes longer than you think. And then yeah. something always happens. And then, and then you end up doing what I do, which is just end up keeping them for yourself. Um, I had a, I had an interesting dream about uh, selling the golf the other day. I say oh. interesting. I said I'd sell it and then somebody turned up with cash and I backed out because I wanted to keep it. Not the most interesting story at all. That's, um, well, yeah, uh, that isn't particularly interesting, Rob. Um, I, I can cut. I mean, you know, the problem is, um, I'm, I mean, I'm wondering what they're going to say to Mike, actually. I'm interested. But yeah, while he's gone, do you reckon he's actually going to buy an E46 M3 or an S4 next year? Honestly, do you reckon I think he's going to have to take Mike to the forfeit probably means he's pretty committed to that. <sighs> but knowing Mike, like, you know, it's a, it's a large sum of money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's no, a large sum of money for something he wants. It's not a large sum of money for something like the heating bill. Can you imagine if he ends up with my fitching with Chano? Car, what? That that would be a slight embarrassment to him. I could have had an M3, but instead I've got this. <laughs> yeah, he'll buy an M3. Um, so, fate worse than death. Um, no, do you know what? I missed that car actually. I haven't seen it in a while. Speaking of slots, I've been wondering whether to. <laughs> Facilitate another slot in my fleet, let's say. Oh, another VW? Uh, well, n- no. A golf estate. <laughs> golf, golf bar estate, yeah, because that's cool. Um, no, well, obviously, I think I've told you before, I was like, think, considering the idea of getting a 4x4, I just, I'm not sure whether I can commit to that, you know? Because obviously why, having why two cars is... takes up quite a lot of space. And I don't really have... A space is at a premium, you know? Aren't you also planning on moving to Dubai soon? Yeah, well, that's the other thing. So depending on where I live, if I live in a flat, like I, want, I get my own one-bedroom flat, chances are I'll only have one space to park a car. That's the issue, really. It's always parking that is the problem. That's yeah. what I was finding. You've got to make sure you've got the space for it. But I, so I, I've noticed Mike is back. Mike, have you done a deal? Yeah. Absolute oh, geezer, right? Wheeler dealer. Thirty quid. Take it away. So, <laughs> take it away. Go on. What's happened? He's got a oh, smile. Okay. Soldier, the guy. The guy's going to come and pick it up tomorrow, isn't he? Nice. Legend. Is this the guy with the flatbed truck? Yeah, yeah. He said he said he's got a truck to come pick it up. Big, big trailer type of thing. Just, just like it's a runner. He was just like, nah, it's just easier. He doesn't need to do any forms or anything like that. Any insurance and sort it out for his drivers. He just comes and picks it up on a truck and takes it away. Happy days. Better put the wheels back on. <laughs> Sash, you look confused and perplexed. Are you feeling all right? 
I've, so, yeah, Mike, you've just gone in real slow motion for me, but I don't know if it's me or if it's if it's you or if it's Rob. I don't know. But I was a bit like trying to figure out what you're saying, but it's fine. So a guy with a flatbed is coming to pick up your car, which is great news. And we actually were talking, so that gives enough space for the Cinquecento then to take up the slot on the drive. Well, well I mean, we actually already have two cars of ourselves and we are moving house. I'm sort of <laughs> looking to amass any more crap than I've already got. Unlike no, that's makes that's it, makes it his life's work to amass crap, as we saw when he gave us a tour of the bedroom just uh, before we started the podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? It doesn't. It's not as bad as what it seems. It's just that obviously the place that I'm moving into is um, actually unfurnished, so we've had to get a couple of bits. So we've got a sofa and a coffee table so far, which I think is the the bare essentials to get by. Um, bare necessities of life: fine. coffee table and a sofa. They're, absolutely absolutely so um what, where were we i've got i've, I've lost track so mike you said you so hang on so mike you're either going to get an m3 or an s4 rob you're saying you might get a four by four um Depending if you have space yeah and yeah circumstances um is there anything else is there anywhere that one would like to travel to um if that if if we can i mean we're leaving the european union so it's going to probably be very difficult for the first couple of months anyway if you wanted to but um it's going to be awful for everyone well it's going to be yeah. awful for you guys it's fine for me because uh traveling around here it doesn't really matter whether you're in the eu or not because yeah you've still got like a european passport in inverted commas mm. well i think awesome. actually to be fair um Mike, we should, like we said at the beginning, um, we should try and go see Rob and his fellow people out in um, out in wherever he is then, Dubai, probably, if I'm right in saying that, Rob. Yeah, yeah. What are we feeling? Are we feeling like... Uh... Do you know anyone who's got a Veyron? We can <laughs> yeah, all my, all my mates have got Veyrons. I'm the, I'm the only guy with... So far, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what's happening in in Dubai. Yeah, all my mates got Vegas. Well, have they, surely that's the picture we're always painted of uh, of of Dubai and stuff like that. That everyone just drives around in Veyrons and Ferraris. I tell you what, it's, what what is quite good fun about having a, a a hot hatchback, especially in Dubai traffic, is racing supercars through the traffic because they always get held up by traffic, and then they're a bit too afraid to put their car in a small gap and you can nip around them and just flick them the bird as you go past. That's quite good fun. <laughs> like, yeah, nice Lamborghini, mate. Still can't, can't weave in and out of Nissan Sunnies, though, can you? <laughs> Actually, Rob, would you like to tell the listeners about your current set of wheels for your uh, bar racing oh. excursion? Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, Obviously, I arrived in Bahrain today, and uh, the office booked me a company vehicle for my endeavours in-country. Um, I'm not even sure what the year is, but it is a Nissan Sunny. It is, yeah, basically, it's, it's a bit like Sasha's car in that it's a self-propelled tin can. Um, <laughs> it has a three-speed automatic with overdrive. Oh. Um, nice. That yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a. I think. I think it has a 1.2 liter engine, and it is nice. appalling. 
you know what's most irritating, and this is the just general gripe about work, is they've given us all new SIM cards because they're trying to save money. Do you know what one of the things they've disabled on our SIM cards to, to save money is that uh, I can't now access any roaming services. So I land in a foreign country, hire a car without navigation, base spec, no way of finding way the way from the airport to my hotel. That is really brilliant. Thinking. Joined up thinking from the office there. I was like sitting there going, why the fuck does my phone not work? I'll get a local SIM card tomorrow. I need to just use data today. They're paying the bill. That's whatever. No, no data. Phone calls are barred. Can't get anywhere. That is a little bit ridiculous. That is pretty specialist. <laughs> Rob, it sounds like they're cost cutting, mate. But yeah, they're cost cutting in all the wrong places, um, as far as I can tell. All the things I need to do my job, cost cutting. We can probably cut. We should probably cut this from the uh, from the podcast, to be honest. Um, Yeah, no, the Nissan Sunny. The what? Sorry. It sounds like they're going to cost cut you in a minute. I don't know, mate. They've sent me. I was going to say they should probably. (laughs) (laughs) They sent me here because loads of people more senior than me don't want to go to Bahrain over Christmas, and I'm like, right, you're all paid like two and three times what I get paid. So why am I going to Bahrain at Christmas? Oh, well, we've all got families. I was like, hmm, yeah. But Rob, you've got a dog now. No, 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 that's not my dog. It's not your dog? No, no, no. I just kind of found it. We wandered in off the street one day. Ah, right. Also, can everyone hear me and see me okay? Yeah. yeah. It must be just me. This Nissan Sunny doesn't even have full, like, lining to to the doors and stuff. Like, there's bits of, like, exposed metal. What that's how bad the build quality that's how like cheap it is. Also, wow. the boot lid is not like lined or anything. The inside of the boot is only the floor, it doesn't have any kind of lining, it's just like bare chassis. I think, um, Rob, I think you're you know, that's actually lightweight, that's super legera spec, isn't it? It is, it is, but it's also a very sad day for Japanese car manufacturing. I don't know how, as a nation, they put that on a car transporter and go, job well done. Um, <laughs> as an advert for their nation, that is pretty piss poor. Rob, you really don't like Japanese cars, do you? Oh, I like some of them. I like Skylines. I like like nice ones. He likes but, all the fast ones. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I've said before. Like some com- some cars, some nationalities of car will take pride in every car they make, whereas the Japanese take pride in the ones that are nice, and then everything else is just. Some wheels and engine. Mm, mm. Um, okay, that's interesting. Well, actually, I, I'll tell you one thing, though. I'll tell you one thing. You've just given me a thought, again, winging it on this podcast. But is there... Well, actually, it's coming up to Christmas, right? Has anyone got anyone in their family or partners or whatever a motoring-related gift? I, I saw... Well, obviously, I'm sure you guys also get it. Whenever you go on stuff like Instagram and online and that, you probably just get bombarded with targeted adverts that are all like motoring gifts and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Seen some real, real whack stuff on there. I saw some <laughs> crochet fingerless driving gloves. Oh, nice. Yeah, which, you know, when you first hear it, you sort of think, that's ridiculous. And then I was like, but could also see myself in some crochet fingerless driving gloves. <laughs> You're a big fan of the driving gloves, aren't you, Mike? Hey, hey, they, they serve a purpose when your car doesn't have heating. 
Because <laughs> I remember that happening also got because it dumped happy. all the coolant on the road the other day. What's that? Like, oh, the heating's broken. Oh, yeah. Also, the coolant for the engine's gone. That might explain why the heating's gone. <laughs> no, this was from the original, uh, the original BMW, the E36. The heater on that used to take about 25 minutes to heat up. Yeah. Um, so I bought driving gloves to because I had to drive it like in the middle of winter from Swansea to Bristol at like five in the morning. So I, I was like, nah. I can't believe. You, I've, I always forget that you actually did that. Like, <laughs> remember, driving... remember when I had that problem with the Polo because it was something wrong with the thermostat. Um, so I just took the thermostat out, and then it was really cold when I was driving back one day. And basically, because it didn't like close and stop circulating water around the radiator, I was driving back from Devon up to Swansea at university. Like, it was like middle of winter. It was like minus five or whatever, and the engine just did not get up to temperature. The only way I could get it to come up to temperature and get warmth into the cabin is I pulled over at service stations, parked the front of the no the front of the car into like a bush, and then just kind of like <laughs> and then just like turned all the cabin heater off, left the engine running, went into a Mackie D's, <laughs> and then like waited for it to come back up to temperature, then blast the cabin heater, and then was like right back on the motorway, and then just the, the temperature, you just watch the gauge just go, ooh, dunk, and it's like oh damn, it's cold again. <laughs> well, all the significant problems going around Port Talbot because they gritted the road and obviously the windscreen got muddy, muddy and I didn't think and I hit the washer fluid and then it just like iced the entire windscreen and I was like shit no that's not what I want <laughs> oh, <laughs> thankfully dear. I had like uh, washer fluid in that it kind of didn't like completely freeze solid so I was kind of able to wipe it away with the with the wipers but then the wipers were just caked in ice <laughs> yeah. the thing is so, Rob you missed a trick there what you should have done well, first of all, I've never experienced that problem. My car's heating uh, thermometer temperature usually goes the other way and goes up rather than down, um, <laughs> which is normally the other way, as Mike has recently experienced as well in some way. But um, is when you were part of the Mackies, mate, you should have just got like a brick and just, you know, left the accelerator on full blast. That would have heated up your engine, you know, in no time. Yeah. yeah that's that's the main thing you should do with a freezing cold engine is just, you know, pin it. Rags of it. Well, can I just say, Rob, you, you, I, I, I know you go, oh, they're German, they're fine, but you don't really give your cars as much mechanical sympathy as I do. You're not as bad as like there's a chap. Actually, we should get him on the podcast. Will Dunning, if you're listening, yeah. hello. He's got a he's got a BMW three three thirty i, old one, really? same like yours. Interesting. Oh. I thought he was big into his diesels, wasn't he? He's in Canada. He's in. Ca- ca- Canadian now, so um, yeah, he can afford a different vehicle. Can afford more fuel. Petrol, yeah. Is he driving? Yeah, he needs to drive around in the. Well, anyway, the point the point is about Will Will Dunning is he's the only man in human existence that managed to kill a Honda VTEC. Like, take some tips from him though, because if he can kill a Japanese car, I might be able to. He might get some tips and kill my Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the fact that he said that he managed to kill that Honda, he had a Honda Civic, uh, I think is an achievement. But then, God, he used to drive like an absolute idiot. Sorry, Will, yeah, if you're listening. always on VTEC. He like, just, well, exactly. He, well, he started his car up and he had to go between six and a half and 9,000 RPM. That was his limit. It was like, <laughs> I must drive around everywhere around town in first gear and just... Oh, God, honestly, it actually pained me 
like <laughs> like listening seeing his car because i could just think i was like look honda know what they're doing right but they did not design it to be driven like that all the time right <laughs> and consequently it died if i mean i'm free to admit if he did that in my car it would have lasted about 12 minutes or 12 <laughs> seconds, should I say. But this is why I drive. And I think, you know, it makes you appreciate and, and treat, uh, treat the controls as if they're, you know, made of ice or something like that. Um, anyway, I've gone off topic. Until you get some slight issues with your engine and you need to give it a classic Italian tune-up. That's the only time it's appropriate. Yes, absolutely. Italian tune-up? What, to yeah. give it a rag? Yeah. When, when your engine's just like, especially if it's, well, this was one of the, you know, one of the old classics. Is if your car was doing a bit dodgy on the on the um, emissions when they brought that into the MOTs before you went in for an MOT, you just uh, absolutely raggy car around. Yeah, get the cat really warm, and then the emissions are fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember I've never done you... that by the way. My car still failed regardless of what I did. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I don't want to speak too soon, but my family, like a lot of their cars, have recently gone for MOTs in the past month, and normally it's a fear of dread in me because i always think oh god what are they going to pull up this time but all of them and i don't want to let the team down with my chink is one but all of them have passed first time so i've had we've had good news in 2020 with regards to that normally i just how have much, this fear. how many miles have they done in cars this year well i mean to be fair the bora my dad you know your old car like that's done loads of miles that's done over twenty thousand miles in the year easy maybe more like Probably, I think actually close to thirty, maybe even more. And it was out it of commission for six months, um, six months, six weeks because of the clutch for a little while back yeah. in lockdown. So yeah, that car keeps going. Admittedly, yeah, my mum and my brothers, yeah, hasn't been used that much. But you know, um, that Bora yeah. is an absolute workhorse, though. Probably. Oh yeah. Very very. Are you gonna sort of have that like up on a mount when it finally dies? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get... It does actually... I haven't told you about this, Rob. It does actually have a little bit of a gearbox issue uh, at the moment. We thought it was clutch, but I don't think it is. Been um, it? No, it'd be fine. It'll keep going. Well, I really want to get it up to 300,000 miles. That's kind you of... You can probably get a new gearbox for them. There's plenty of them probably been scrapped. You can yeah. get a new gearbox online for like 200 quid. Yeah, it's just it's just you've got, you just got to weigh up in terms of like, is it better to get it uh repaired or replaced and what's the labor we're looking into it. it's not a problem it's just it's just a bit of a problem sometimes getting into first and reverse that's the only thing um it's not the whole gears itself like the, the rest of the gears are fine we thought it was clutch we bleeded the clutch didn't really have any air in the system so it's not that and it was worked for a couple of weeks and then it's gone back to what it, what it was so it might be gears it might be i don't know what it is anyway Again, wildly off topic. Interesting, uh, interesting failure. Interesting conversation. Um, mm. So yeah, I hope that car. I, I would love it to go to three hundred thousand miles. I really would. Um, and the rate my dad does miles uh, could be done in the next four years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see. Anyway, I think. I, I, to be honest with you, I, 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 not I haven't. I've got plenty to say as I always do, but I probably the one listener who's listening to this is probably tuned off by now. But if you haven't, I think it's a good time to end, unless anyone has anything else major to say. So what we're saying is, Rob, you're going. Well, hopefully we're going to see you 
and hopefully we'll get to actually be a trio because um, last time we saw each other was just before the first lockdown. So it'd be yeah. good at some point to do that at some point next year. We're going to do something hopefully in the UAE. I think, uh, uh, I think uh, in terms of motoring adventures, Middle East style, we should definitely do a day where each one of us hires a supercar and we go for some drives. We could do that. Or, I, or, or and slash, or I'd be quite keen, uh, ke- uh, keen to, um, to rent like a buggy or something. I don't know if you can oh, do that. I've got some mates who've got quad, like proper powerful quad bikes that we can go into the desert with. Okay, brilliant. That'll good. That's one way I'm definitely going to kill myself, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then Mike, you're going to get a double garage and an E46 M3 stroke S4. Or a Cinquecento. Or, or a Cinquecento. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, can you imagine if we're sitting here this time next year and we're having this conversation and I'm giving, well, hopefully it won't be virtually, hopefully it'll be in person, the keys to... <laughs> <laughs> God, I really hope you don't buy an E46 M3. That would be hilarious. Although I really hope you do. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, that one, actually. I'll tell you what, Sash. How about this? How about you give me the uh you give me your car and then I put an S52 engine into it. Or is it the S52? No, no. Oh, that would be that'd be Oh, actually, I thought of something interesting. What about if I give you the car like when you move house? And the longer you procrastinate buying the E46 M3, the longer you have the car. No, I don't want your car. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna palm off your crappy cars to me. Damn it. Rob, do you want my car? No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, you, uh, you pay the shipping to the UAE. Um, I'll drive it there. It's fine. It's a tough vehicle. Oh, Sash, should we do that? Should we drive to the UAE in your car? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, um, I'll tell you one thing. One of us, either... Both of us, one of us, or the car won't make it. One, <laughs> one of those things will happen. Um, actually, I think the car's good. I think it's... Uh, it's my yeah. bowels, that's the problem. Your bowels, your bowels <laughs> might not be... Uh, the, other, the other problem we might have is that you're not allowed to import a left-hand drive car into the UAE. That's all right. We can swap the steering wheel over quick. Yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. easy. I'll just, you know, we'll pop over to Italy on the way get the components for a left-hand drive model, switch it over, Bob's your uncle, get the paperwork sorted, bish, bash, bosh. Actually, um, before one final thing before we go, and this is both to the listeners and to yourself, guys, actually, is do we want to see anything in particular from these podcasts in the new year, right? Is there anything that, you know, I know we talk about different things and, and so on, but is there anything we could do to maybe spice this up uh, a little bit? Because um, we do drivel on a bit, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I think, obviously, I appreciate it's a bit difficult now um, with COVID and everything like that to to actually to actually do things. I think in normal circumstances, we would probably be saying that more things would be going on because you'd be going to shows. I would actually like to go to some form of car show next year if they're on. But. I don't want to go to a drifting way. show after your podcast the other day, mate. That's, ah, that... did you enjoy that? I did. Yeah, I was listening to it today. Finished it off today. Oh, nice! It, very I, interesting. I, very interesting yeah. guys, actually. As I've been saying to you for a while, I kind of want to 
kind of want to go see some drifting. So, so do I. So do I. Let's let's try and make that happen if we can. If they're hosting the events next year, normally there'd be a load of them, but at the moment it's it's difficult. And maybe at some point we should get. Um, Ollie and Andy on at some point, and we, we can both have a chat with them, or Mike, um, or and Rob as well, if, if he's interested. Because I know you guys, uh, you're interested in the in the, in the in the drifting scene, and obviously BMWs. They have a good collection of, I would call, you know, modern classic BMWs. Yeah, yeah, I did hear. Yeah, E46s, E39s. Yeah, I love the E39 Touring 528. What a what a machine. Anyway, Rob has uh, lost internet, so he's already left. So, good point to uh, to, to finish. Uh, chaps, or should I say Mike specifically, uh, thank you for joining the podcast again. I hope you uh, have a nice Christmas. We'll be in touch anyway, and good New Year. Keep us updated at our house, and we will do another podcast for the New Year. And uh, for all those listening, hopefully this podcast has given you some form of entertainment during 2020. Oh, Rob, you're, you're back. I was just, yeah, I was just wrapping just up. Sign. Just wrapping up. Yeah. I was just wrapping up. Uh, since you're here, I was just saying to, um, you know, just to, to you and Mike, um, just thank you for joining me on the podcast. And it's been, um, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been an interesting, uh, well, thing doing this podcast. And they've, they've really, really helped. And I enjoy doing them. And hopefully it's given people something to waste an hour on every week um because i know it's been tough times and i think you know for us free you know i like to think in, in many ways we're quite fortunate you know we still got jobs and everything like that and and so on so and a lot of people haven't so to all those people that you know in a difficult place don't worry because if we can provide some entertainment then we shall try and do so and maybe well not maybe but i'm hoping to do some more videos on the channel as well in the new year if covid goes away which hopefully it will at some point, thanks to Pfizer and the other companies. Anyway, right, we'll leave it at that. Chats, thank you very much. I was just saying, have a good Christmas and uh, we'll speak yeah. again soon. I'll dump some outro and I'll stop recording now. Mm-hmm.